This is episode number 466 with Junie Moon, The Shadow Side of Love. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner, and welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date. And if you want some support on your journey to lasting love, I wrote a book just for you, and it's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. It's filled with 30 stories, tips, exercises, all designed to help you step more fully into your value. And the theme is show up, stand up, speak up. You can find it on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. And this week's tip on becoming a woman of value is step number 27, which is be proactive, not reactive. I spent most of my life in the reactive place. And I think like when we know how to preempt a conversation. So for example, I've had clients who went on vacation and they were going on vacation with with their new boyfriend and they knew now because of the work we did together that they are an introvert and they need alone time now they never advocated for alone time before and they ended up being cranky and uh you know depleted exhausted and so having that proactive preemptive conversation helps you to not be reactive on the other side so my challenge to you this week is to think of a, of a conversation you need to have, a step you need to take in order to not have that reactivity to, to really set the scene to have the best possible outcome. And before I bring Junie on, I would love to have you join our Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. It's a fabulous group for women over 40 who are looking for a positive place of support. This is a group that guides you to your last first date, whether you're single or in a relationship. This is not a place to come and complain and whine and talk about how horrible life is and how horrible dating is and how horrible men are, because it's not going to help you. And we want you to grow. So if you're interested in growth and not whining, come join us at your last first date. And now for my wonderful guest, Junie Moon. She is also known as the love coach, and she teaches women in midlife how to magnetize their ideal partner and experience what she calls next level love. I love that. She is an award-winning international speaker, a best-selling author of Loving the Whole Package, Shed the Shame and Live Life Out Loud. She's the director and producer of the film Shed the Shame and the host of the podcast Midlife Love Out Loud. She's also a certified shadow work facilitator, and we're going to be talking about that shadow work today. Welcome, Junie. I'm so happy to be here. You're amazing. Oh, <laughs> thank you for so, having me. Thank you. And I love your podcast and all the work that you're doing. And it's just such important work. So before we get into all the shadow stuff and the shame, which is something that really holds us back, I'd love to hear your story and how you ended up doing this work. Well, just like everybody, I've had a life and I've had <laughs> a lot of experiences that have given me a lot of wiring, programming, conditioning on how I'm supposed to be, how I'm not supposed to be. And so one of the pieces of my story is I was in a, a marriage of 20 years and I was afraid to express myself. I walked on eggshells. I walked around with knots in my stomach on a regular basis and I micromanaged everything. And that didn't really work so well when it came to intimacy, when it came to getting my needs met and I used food to soothe me. And so about 18 or so years ago, 
I hit 200 pounds and I really thought I had a food problem. I was miserable. And what I found was it was a problem between my ears that I had picked up a lot of beliefs along the way that had me feel like I, I really shouldn't be seen. I should be uh, quiet. I should handle things. I should be the giver. Wait for me last. You know, I, I picked up a lot of things. And my, my ex-husband now, um, he also was a bully. He was scary. So I did everything I could to not rock the boat, but it, it had a high price, not only in my body, but the self-hatred I had and, and how I was feeling in my life and what it was doing to my son. And so I dove into my personal growth work, but books and therapy, they weren't cutting it. And I then found this body of work called shadow work, did a lot of shadow work. We'll talk about that, what that is. And I had some huge breakthroughs and I was able to take back my confidence, my voice, my clarity, my self-worth. And I started over. And at first it was really scary because I didn't know what to expect. I just knew I couldn't continue the life I had. And I knew I deserved something different and better, what I call next level love. And I have experienced next level love. I have an amazing partner. And I knew that this was the work I wanted to bring out into the world. I have a huge passion in helping women, especially in midlife and some great guys that find me to know that love is possible at all ages. And we just have to clean up the past, unplug and claim what is what, what I believe is our divine right, next level love. I love it. Wow. Your story is very powerful. And mm. We all have different ways that we self-soothe and really getting to the root of it is so important. So, you know, and, and it's interesting what you say about therapy and self-help because I found the same thing. I, therapy was helpful up to a point and the, that deeper level of like, what to do about it? You know, I think like therapy can help you connect the dots to your past, to mm -hmm. why you have these beliefs but often they don't say, and here's what to do next, you know? And so you, like people have come to me and they've said, you know, my therapist told me I need to speak up more. Right. So that's, yeah, you do need to speak up more, but how? <laughs> yeah. But how, right. It's right. a great concept. Let me, right. let me look at the list of all the things I should be doing and how to do it. But really, how do we do it? How right. do we really do it? <laughs> right. And, and the root of everything is our belief system and our mindset and, yeah all the stuff that gets in the way. So let's talk about that. Like the shadow work that really made a difference. Tell us a little bit about what that is and how does it work? Yeah, so let's start with what shadow is because even though that's a word that's being thrown around a lot in personal growth work, a lot of people don't really know what that means. And so as, you know, as a shadow worker trained in a body of work called shadow work, uh, we see shadow as the part of us that we've disowned, a part of our personality that somewhere along the way we felt is bad, we can't be, we better lock away, we better push away. And so if we've had an experience, most likely as a child, that gave us a message, it's wrong or bad to be a certain way, that there's a consequence if you're like that, and we might have had some pain or shame or, or just fear around being a certain way, we take that, that quality and we, as we say, we throw it behind us in shadow, in the shadow bag. So for example, let's just say we witnessed a parent that was very lazy 
um, moms working three jobs and dads on the couch drinking and watching TV and sleeping all day. We might've come up with a belief that lazy is bad and hurtful. Mom is stressed, dad isn't there, whatever. So we, you know, we have an experience, we have a belief around that experience and the more painful, the more challenging it is, the more it's like, I gotta do something. And this is happening unconsciously, mostly. So we're not even aware, especially when we're little kids. And so we throw away laziness in the shadow bag. And then what happens? We grow up and we don't know how to slow down. We don't know how to sit on a couch and watch TV. We become workaholics. We, we see that energy as wrong and painful. And so in shadow work, what we do is, well, when someone comes to me and says, I'm really struggling, I am not having success in dating. I'm not finding the right man. I keep sabotaging. We look at what the sabotage is. We're looking at the patterns that are affecting success in love and relationships. And then we flush out the parts we've lost access to. Because at the end of the day, anything we threw away and said, oh, I better not be like, there's some vital energy there, a life force that if we use it consciously, it won't be hurtful. Like healthy laziness. Like I'm going to take a self day, you know, a, a personal day and, and give self care. But if we see all of it as bad, we lose some really, we lose access to a very important part of who we are. So we take back and access all of who we are in a healthy, conscious way. Hmm. So much going through my mind. I know. I, got I, it. I was like, and as I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm talking so much. No, no, that, no. That's the thing. It's like, like, that's that voice, right? There's that yeah. voice in me that's going, you're talking too much. You're saying too much. It's like, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm giving information <laughs> and I'm going to trust it's all going to work out. But years ago, that voice was so loud and saying, Junie, you're too much. Tone it down, which was one of my shadows. I better be quiet. I better, you know, be mindful of how much I share, you know? Yeah. Well, so all of those things have a continuum and that's what I'm hearing you say is like, yes, extreme laziness is, is not a good quality in a person. And I heard that a lot growing up in my home, actually, that was like a big one. And I'm doing a whole talk tonight on emasculation and how women unconsciously emasculate. And I'm thinking about the laziness that my mother always accused my father of because- Oh, how funny that I use that as an example. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad was bipolar and he suffered from depression a lot and he it was hard for him to really stay focused in his career. And so my mother would label it and put him down. And so my takeaway was- look for a man who's not lazy, like look for a man who's really motivated. And certainly laziness for me, I'm not a lazy person, but I can overwork. And so taking those days of just relaxation and rest and really relishing it, it's really hard for most of our society to do that because yeah. we are told this message, be productive, be productive, be productive, never mm -hmm. take off, you know, like really don't. And those regenerative days of even hours of take your time, um, do something that nourishes you. And I mean, I ask clients, what are you doing to fill yourself up? What are you doing mm. to just be? And they're like, well, not really anything. You know, they're managing everything, managing everyone's life. Yeah. And what happened to your own self-care? And so that, that, that's what came up for me, but also 
I think that we often see what people call us as a bad thing. And so sensitivity is another one I think that comes up a lot where it's a superpower if you are not reactive all the time. You know, yep. it's like what I said before about being proactive and not reactive. If you're a sensitive person, that means that you're empathic and you're you have this beautiful quality but you have to temper it. You can't be yep. overly sensitive all the time. So, so how yep. do you then take these beautiful qualities and help people know when, when to be sensitive and when to, you know, not absorb everything that's coming at them? Yeah. Oh, that's so rich. That's such a great question. Well, if we have something in shadow, if we have deemed something as wrong, like being emotional, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we're squashing anything about us, it, that energy has to go somewhere. And so we're either going to find ourselves overreacting because we've pushed it down so much. I mean, when I was in my marriage, I kept pushing down my anger. There was, I had no idea how to be with my anger. And so I micromanaged, micromanaged, and then something would happen. And I would find myself screaming and hitting him, literally hitting mm -hmm. him. So how to offset that, it's to flush out the shadows and own them consciously because anger was running me. Anger was in control of me. That shadow was lurking, doing push-ups in the corner, waiting for that opportunity to go. Rawr. But when I started doing the shadow work, I was able to feel in a, you know, like when we work together, we're in what's called a symbolic container. It's a safe container, a place where you don't have real life consequence, consequences. So you could actually feel your anger, express your anger, stomp your feet and say things you would never say out in the world or to somebody else. And when you could access that and feel it and own it. And with all these special tools that we have in shadow work to be able to rewire then we can just relax and not have to think about how to express, how not to express. We quiet our brain and then we just show up. When we could own our emotions because they are rich, they are our guides that something is wrong if we're angry, we need something if we're sad, go on and on. And so when, we, when we're able to really drop in and love all of who we are and own all of our aspects. Of course, it's, you know, an, a never ending journey. I'm still doing my work layers and layers, but when we can have a better relationship with these parts that have been shamed and hurt and pushed away, then we're not going to be as reactive. We'll notice things faster, catch them faster. Just like I just did a few minutes ago when that voice said, oh, you're talking too much. It's like, whoa, wait a second. Versus it's shutting me down or getting me nervous or having me flub words because I got so nervous that I'm screwing up. That was the past. So I needed to identify what was going on. You know, quick story um, that I think would be a perfect example. So I had this client who came to me, she was in her early fifties and she's just, she's just an amazing woman, you know, amazing personality, successful. She's just a wonderful person. And on the outside, looking in, she's got it, she's got it made, everything. But she didn't have success in relationships. She never had a, a long-term relationship that lasted. She kept finding herself attracting the wrong kind of guy. I'm doing quotes for those of you that are listening, <laughs> air quotes. Uh, and 
she would chase them, try to fix them, try to take care of them, which was so not what she was interested in. And then she would sabotage the relationship and it would blow up. And so she didn't understand why. If she really, really wanted a great relationship, why was she acting out? Why were certain shadows overrunning her, certain behaviors taking over and ruining these relationships or having her see these men that really weren't a good fit? And so we did some shadow work together and she had this huge breakthrough and she was able to track a moment in time back when she was a kid and she was able to see why she suddenly was terrified of having a healthy relationship and why she was doing the behavior she was doing. And so we took back her shadows. She got access to a very different awareness and deservingness of love, which she didn't have because of this programming. And it was so cool. I love this story because like a week or two later after this breakthrough, she's at a party and she sees this man that she hadn't seen in six years. She had met him before, had no interest in him. He didn't see her that way as well, but she was different now. He saw her, she saw him. They're over two years now together mm -hmm. and they're so happy. So we need to take the reins back of the energy that runs us, that takes over. And then we're less reactive and we're more relaxed and we're able to have the confidence. And you bring all that to that date, that last first date, it's going to be very different experience. Mm, that's a great story. Oh, I love that story. Yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. So, you know, and it really speaks to how people think they have to be a certain body type and a certain look and a certain something, and you have to be yep. more successful and I don't have enough money. And, I, and it's all, these are all beliefs. And I have seen the most beautiful, beautiful women just like you who have gotten in their own way because they haven't done this work to clear out their their fears their guards yeah. you know my ted talk is really about the guards i put up so it's it's really like when we armor up and we don't realize that we're we're not really revealing who we really are we have we can't possibly connect with the people who are meant for us there's too much in the way right yeah. so yeah let's um i've been watching married at first sight and <laughs> I love watching shows where you can watch how people resolve conflict and, mm -hmm. you know, couples, and you can see the guardedness that people bring to their relationships because they haven't dealt with stuff. And so yeah. it comes out and then they're, they're attacking and they're shutting down and, you know, and it's like, somebody's mm -hmm. got to work with these people. <laughs> I know. And it's painful and it's exhausting. And then we get to our forties, fifties, sixties, and it's like, we don't want to waste any more time. And yeah. people come to me and they're like, I'm kind of giving up. And I'm like, no, <laughs> let's, let's, let's see what's possible here. And in reference to the blocks and, and, and protection of our hearts, I call what I teach strategic vulnerability, mm -hmm. how to open, how to have deep intimacy in a, in again, air quotes, uh, <laughs> warning, um, <laughs> in a strategic way, in a way that we know we've got our own backs. We know that we're going to be okay. And we're not just blasting our heart open and, and, and tearing down the walls, but being really conscious around how we communicate our vulnerability, how we open up, which at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want deep connection and intimacy where we can feel safe. And so we need to work on that inner safety so that we can build that deep connection with another. Yeah, totally. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. Plus, you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any of your devices, your smartphone, your tablet, your PC or Mac, Fire TV, and any Alexa-enabled devices like the Amazon Echo. Get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. Just head on over to getamazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to learn more and claim this offer. So let's talk about some of the most common shadows that you see. Yeah, well, you kind of nailed it. <laughs> the, the not, I call it the not good enough-itis. <laughs> yeah, we're, and we're constantly bombarded by you should look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way. And even if intellectually we know that that's BS, right? That, you know, these perfect, and I guess I'm in an air quote mood today. <laughs> these perfect bodies. Like if you don't look like that, who's going to love you? I mean, I'm 57. I've already told you I was 200 pounds. I went up and down the scale 50 pounds at a time, multiple times. I am not this fit, hard body woman. And my boobs are not the way they used to be. My thighs have always jiggled. And that's not what society calls beautiful. That's not, that's actually what my film is about. I got naked and body painted by a well-known body painter. And spoke about the belief systems around what's beauty and breaking through that. So I actually just lost my train of thought. Let me take a, like, let me take a breath about, about that. <laughs> we were talking about perfection and the most common shadows. <laughs> right. The most common shadows. So I had, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> and that's, what's great. Years ago, I would have beat the hell out of myself. Of like, oh my God, you lost your train of thought. What a human you are. <laughs> How dare I? How dare I be real and vulnerable? Um, so I think at the end of the day, the biggest shadow for everybody is that not good enough, that I'm not going to be loved the way I am. And we throw away our worth. We throw away our lovability. We throw away the, the um, yeah, that we can really just be ourselves. And that's more than enough. And there's so many other shadows because like, there's, it depends on what you've experienced in your life and what you've decided is not okay to be like. And so what I have done with the body of shadow work that I've been trained in, and I took it into the love realm because not every shadow worker is just working on, you know, working with people that are looking to start over and have relationships is I looked at it and went, oh, wow, there are four main love shadows that show up. And so I, I'll run them by real yeah. quickly. So we, in shadow work, we have four main archetypes, four energies that, that encompass our, our full personality. We have the magician that helps us see and make decisions and gives us options on how to be and how not to be and strategizes. The sovereign that helps us uh, know what's possible and helps us connect to our desire and what we want and our worth our lover archetype, which helps us connect and receive love and our warrior that helps us take a stand for, for us and draws a line in the sand and says no or yes and protects us and helps us move forward or retreat if we need. And so we all have all four of them and we all have flavors of wounding in all four of them. And what I find is when I speak to my clients that there's usually one that has a little bit more charge than the other. So 
the magician. If there's a lot of wounding in the magician, and I already said that's the part that, that, that strategizes and looks at what's going on. If we've been wounded there, the wounding there will have us think that we're bad, that we're not safe being who we are. And if there's that belief that we're bad, that magician energy is going to build a fortress around our hearts and do whatever it takes to not get hurt again. And that has, that's a big one for women in midlife because we've lost partners to death. We've been cheated on. We've had marriages break up. We've been abused. We have all these different stories. And so in the realm of the, the magician, it might be like, yeah, I'm not taking a chance on this. I don't want you to get hurt again. So if there's been a huge break in some way, wounding there, then that part is going to be overshooting. So that would be the magician love shadow. Then there is the sovereign love shadow, which is the, again, the, the self-worth. You deserve this, shoot for the stars. And so if there's a wounding there, we might feel like we're not good enough. Why bother? It's not going to happen for me. Or we might even overshoot and go, I'm going to prove that I'm lovable. I'm going to prove how amazing I am. And then we're, that's where people go, oh my God, she's so much and I don't know how to take her. And so that would be the love shadow and the sovereign. The lover love shadow is the one that helps us connect and receive love. But if we're feeling unsafe and we've been hurt, we might put our vulnerability in shadow. I need to lock away that openness because me being open is too risky. And so we lock down our vulnerability and our ability to open up to another. And then the warrior kind of works for all of them. But at the end of the day, if the warrior has um, that wounding where we feel like we don't exist, maybe we didn't have a voice when we were a kid, maybe we were abused and we didn't have healthy boundaries or a parent or somebody didn't have healthy boundaries with us, that warrior might've gotten wounded. And so now if we feel like we don't matter, we don't exist, we become the doormat and we just give away our power. We give away our voice, which is what I did in my marriage. I didn't have a healthy warrior. And you could see how that also would, would lower the, um, that support of protection and give away the opportunity to have our needs met and take a stand for ourselves when something is not working. So all four of those, we all have them, but usually there's one that's like, uh, and a lot of women have a lot of the magician energy. It's like, I am thinking, I'm overthinking. I've got my lists. I'm on that date. I'm, you know, is he okay? Am I saying like, blah, 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 blah. And it's exhausting. But those are the yeah. four main shadows that I see and how it shows up in relationship. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I, totally see these when I'm working with clients as well. I think that, you know, the successful women who come in with everything is in order, but their love life are often operating from that overthinking and checklist and it's all in their head. And when we started this conversation, you were talking about feelings and how important feelings are and mm. vulnerability is and really sinking into your body and your feelings. And it's like, we're so disconnected, unfortunately, from how do we feel? You know, I, Brene Brown was talking on her podcast recently about polling people for the information that we have in ourselves. You know, when we start pulling people, what do you think? Should I get a haircut? Should I date this guy? Should I continue? Should I? Blah, blah, blah? You know, uh, like, yeah. we're, we're asking people who don't, who are not us 
right. to decide what's right for us. And so, you know, it's one of the things that coaching does is to help people have the tools to make better decisions for themselves. And so, you know, have them reconnect to those parts of us that we lost along the way. I can so relate to the voice, losing the voice thing. I mean, that's that's why my one of my biggest focuses is boundaries and communication, mm. because we just need to find our voice that that is our authenticity. And when we feel disempowered, it's a horrible feeling. We are not ourselves. We are just feeling like we're the punching bag or, you know, somebody else can sort of manipulate and push us around. And yep. so we want to take back our power and break these painful patterns and um, so let's get a little bit more into the granular level of, of breaking those patterns. Like, you know, maybe walk us through one of these patterns and how you might, how you might work with a client who has, you said the magician is a big one. So, you know, what, what would you do? Yeah. Yeah. So the magician is, magician is a big one. And so for today, I'm actually going to go to the sovereign because what happens sometimes is when there's one that's really loud and overworking, that basically says there's another one that's probably low and needs to be amped up a little bit. Mm. So if we're in high alert and trying to manage all the, of the, the riskiness of love, and let's be real, <laughs> love is risky business and we just need to be able to, to learn how to, and I wanna just actually add something you said, which was looking outside of ourselves for information we've been taught to do that. You know, like the first 40 years of our life, we've been taught to fit into society, to follow the rules, to reach outside ourselves for information and not trust our hearts, not trust our gut. And so this is a reclamation of our emotions and going inward so that we really can drop in again to who we really are and what matters to us because people really don't know what we know about ourselves. So the sovereign can support us to calm the magician down. <laughs> so what I would love to offer is, is an, um, if everybody's willing, you know, if, who's listening and if you could close your eyes, if you're not driving, let's do that. And, um, and I'm actually going to do it with you because this is kind of on the spot. So if you close your eyes and you drop in to the part of what you want, what you desire, something that matters to you, having a partner, someone to have your back, someone to share, share your life with and, and feel into how much you want that. And just be in that for a moment of that desire that you're calling in. And perhaps there's a part of you that doesn't believe it can happen. Maybe there's a voice from the magician realm that says, you can't have that. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough you're not young enough who do you think you are these are some of the 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 voices that you might be hearing that make you feel like it's not going to happen and drop into that that feeling of oh yeah i'm hearing that magician inner critic that's trying to hold me back because it's afraid that i might get hurt and feel the impact of of that challenge that shutting down that over overacting underacting overreacting, whatever it is, and know that that's the magician trying to keep you safe. But here, if you could imagine right next to you, standing right next to you is this part that knows 
how valuable you are, how lovable you are, how deserving and worthy of love you are. And I want you to imagine literally, and if you can literally stand up and step into that part or in your mind's eye, become that part and see yourself sitting in the chair. See yourself in this place of desire and wants. See the part in the chair that gets blocked and shut down for all the reasons to protect her. And in this place, I'm gonna invite you to look at her with new eyes, to see what she wants. And you're the part that knows that she deserves it. And you see her gifts, you see her heart, you want her to be happy. That's the role that you're in right now, that sovereign place. And I invite you to send her love through words. Perhaps you wanna tell her, you deserve this. You're beautiful just as you are. Don't listen to those voices. What do you wanna tell her to, to lift her up and support her? What would you like to share with her about what you see in her and just bless her, support her, nurture her, give her a new message. And I'm gonna be silent for a moment so you can do that. Send some words, imagine putting your hands on her shoulder and, and bless her with what you see for her and what you want for her and send that message in. What does she need to hear from you to feel better? What doesn't she know anymore about herself that you could support her with? Breathe into that. Love her up. And now I'm gonna invite you to switch back into her. So in your mind's eye or physically, go sit back down, come back into this place, close your eyes again if you're willing and receive this message from this part that lives within you. This part that's here to show you that you matter, that you're worthy, that you're lovable, that you're beautiful, that you're amazing just as you are and you deserve love. And breathe in the message, listen to the message, feel that message come in. What did she have to offer you? Drink it up as much as you can. It might be just a drop. It might be a full glass. Allow yourself to receive it as much as you can. And know that she's there always to support you, to tell you how amazing you are, how lovable you are, and that you don't have to do anything to be anything other than who you are because you are enough. And just notice how you're feeling in your body. What might've changed? Are you relaxed? Are you excited? Are you stressed? Do a scan, no judgment, just see where you're at. And slowly, when you're ready, open your eyes. That's just like, you know, a drop in the bucket. <laughs> and when I, when I work with people, we're doing full processes that can last like a good hour or more where mm -hmm. we're doing these parts and we're going in and we're shifting those messages and taking in new messages. We're, we're looking at the, the messages, the beliefs that really are hurting us or stopping us or having us behave in ways that just are not who we are see ourselves as being. And then we take back and lift up inside with these parts that live inside of us and we just don't know how to access them. And we, we get to have these new messages 
built in. You know, real, real quick story where I live, you actually probably know because you're in the area, the Tappan Zee Bridge. Are you familiar with the yeah, Tappan Zee Bridge? Sure. So the Tappan Zee Bridge is a bridge that connects um, uh, New York on one side and New York on the other <laughs> over the Hudson, Hudson River. And it was really breaking down but it was still there and it was still strong. It wasn't going anywhere, uh, but we knew we needed to build a new bridge. And so over the years, we built this amazing new bridge and then they started dismantling the old bridge. And that's what we're doing in shadow work. And eventually we blew up the old bridge. <laughs> so we couldn't blow up the old bridge without building the new bridge. And so over time, we, you know, that other bridge was weakening and the new bridge came and that's what we're doing. You know, it's, I, I believe the term is neuroplasticity. I have to dive in a yes. little bit deeper, but basically we're changing our brain mapping and we're doing that by building new beliefs, new messages, neuro, no, new neural pathways so that we really can feel differently. So we need to blow up the old bridge by building new bridges. That's what we just did. And we just started. We just, we got a few nails in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great metaphor. And I remember the bridge as I was driving over it, seeing the old bridge and driving on the new bridge because they were or actually driving on the old bridge while they were building the new bridge. And the new bridge is, is much more fancy and structurally <laughs> sound. And um, it, it's a long bridge too. So it's, it's um, but it's very pretty now. And yeah. I, I think that we often come with these beliefs that this is just the way it is. You know, it's in my DNA to be a people pleaser. It's in my DNA to not find love. And people are their own worst enemies. Totally. So this work is just so important to, you know, recognize that you can step into this higher self. You can step into this part of you that you abandoned long ago that is your truer self. And often it's scary. So having the guidance of a coach like you to really guide people into really looking at the shadow side and stepping into their incredible next level love is, is fabulous. So um, yeah. yeah, and it can be scary. In fact, anything that's new is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And we need to see that we're uncomfortable already. <laughs> we, we, you know, people need to go, wow, this is painful. I don't like this. And, and that awareness will get you so far. And that belief that it can't happen, that, that, okay, this is just how it is. That also is a belief. So if you're struggling in any way, it's like, like, I encourage you to stay open because at the end of the day, we don't know what we don't know. And you might just be thinking, and I'm speaking to whoever's listening, you might think that this is the way it's going to be, but I want to just say to you, that's what I thought until I knew differently. I had no idea. I was thinking, okay, I'm always going to be fat. I'm always going to be walking on eggshells and I'm never going to have true healthy love. I believe that because I didn't know I had it in me, that I was deserving of love, that I could do things differently until I learned I could. And so I invite you to be open to the possibility that things can heal for you and to take some of the shame off of what might've gone on before as in my book and, and my film, it's shed the shame because we do beat ourselves up so much about, oh my gosh, this is how I've been. This is how I've ruined things. How could I have done this? I stayed too long. That's again, just another piece of the puzzle to go, okay, you did what you did for your highest and best at the moment with what you knew. Now it's time to shift and learn. And we can do that. I did it. You can do it. Believe me. <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it. 
Well, that's a great, great way to end. I think just really looking at um, our beliefs, our shame, and knowing that change is possible and a better life is out there. And really it's, it's already there. It's, it's about getting out of your own way and revealing it. So um, Junie, I know you have a free gift for us. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Absolutely. It's, it's called uh, the love guide to successful dating. <laughs> and I walk you through seven really important steps to help you set the, the stage for streamlining the dating process. So you're not spinning your wheels and, and sitting across the table from somebody that you really don't want to be with. And so I help you get really clear about how you're dating and what you can do differently so that you really can have a much better success, successful last first date. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And your website for anyone who wants to know is coachjuniemoon.com and that's J-U-N-I-E. Okay. And the love guide will be in the show notes, but it's coachjuniemoon.com forward slash love guide for anybody yes. who's listening. And um, thank you, Junie. This has been such a, an inspiring conversation. I know that mm. so many people needed to hear this wonderful message that just do this work, you know, do this work and you can have a life that is free of shame and free of all the stuff you've been carrying around. It's heavy. It's time to shed it. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's heavy. It's exhausting. It, causes us pain it causes us illness and we are built for joy and pleasure and magnificence so let's let's call in that <laughs> yes amen uh, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening and if you love our show please rate and review us it means so much to the continued success of this show we're, we're approaching 500 episodes we've been doing this for eight years i can't even believe it <laughs> And um, it's thanks to all of you who keep listening and keeping this show going and helping us get amazing guests like Junie Moon. So thank you, everyone. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon. <laughs> <laughs>